This episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE for 33% off your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. My name happens to be Chris. I live in a little town called Santa Rosa in these United States of America. Joining me is a guy that uh, we haven't heard from for a while now. In fact, I want to say the last time that this guy was on was like our year-end episode or some i don't know it's been a long time anyhow his name is tom labonte and he's uh he's from up north yeah in canada and we're so glad that he took some time to come and hang out with us tonight tom my friend what is going on dude the word is a not yeah right (laughs) sorry i was uh i was thinking more along the lines of like uh minnesota and that kind of stuff yeah yeah from minnesota a while it, it was. It was the uh, we wrapped up 2016. Uh, had a blast doing it, but you're right. It's it's been a while, and I uh, I was itching to hang out with you again. I got yeah. to see the other boys in Nashville back in May, which was a lot of fun. But we were missing Chris Cooner, so I'm I'm glad to hang out with you again. I would have done just about anything to have been able to uh, to get to hang out with you guys in person. Uh, it's it's funny. I was thinking tonight, I. We've been doing this for a long time, and I just all of a sudden I just remember you kind of showing up, and I don't even know if I ever found out how you heard about the podcast. So I don't know. Fill in the blanks for me a little bit. Okay, let me kind of go back in my memory bank here. I think (laughs) it was back when I was doing a show on the Canadian uh, Christian Radio Network, UCB Canada. Uh, it was called The Edge. It was Saturday nights. We'd crank up, crank up the rock, and and I was hosting that. And I just, I don't know, all of a sudden I was wondering, is there anybody else doing the same thing? And I discovered the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. Um, and because of that, I found out about Paul's show, uh, Christian Rock 20, and, and, and then Broken FM, of course. But started tuning in. Uh, joined in on the comments, um, for a while, like your chat section and, and then somehow, I don't know if I bugged you or if you asked me to review albums, remember that yeah, in the, I uh, do. the album reviews, which was so much fun, but then, you know, life became life and <laughs> yeah. you get busy and whatnot, but, um, I've got some free time this, these days, so I'm, I'm glad to hang out with you. Awesome. Yeah. You, uh, for those who don't know. Uh, Tom actually sent me a message last week and he was like, hey, I see you guys, you know, you have to cancel a lot because of various things. And that's cool and all. But if you ever need someone to fill in, you know, Paul's not available and you want to do a show, let me know. And I had to I I, I felt bad for a minute because the reason <laughs> that I haven't asked you in so long is because I know for a while you were exceedingly busy. Like you were oh, doing the pastor there. thing, you were doing the radio thing and you, you had a bunch of stuff going on. And so I didn't want 
to add like one more thing to your plate. And then you ended up kind of just getting dropped down on the list because I knew how busy you were. So I was super, super grateful that you reach back out and you're like, hey, I got some time if you ever need anyone. Uh, That just it made it that much easier for me to be able to tap you. Yeah, still doing the pastor thing, but no longer on the air. So um, which is a good thing, by the way, um, because it's hard to, to juggle multiple things in the air uh so i'm just doing the the, the pastoring thing so yeah my uh thursday night was open so gladly, <laughs> that's gladly awesome. hanging out uh yeah i i know about juggling since i started working you know you've probably heard me mention in the podcast that i haven't been on the air on broken fm and in, in like three or four months now um do you do you miss it like i do but you still realize that what you're doing is the right thing oh yeah well let me let me kind of tell you what happened to me um when i was done uh at ucb at the end of august i took all my gear home because most of the gear in my studio there was mine uh monitors and this mic and uh, among other things i brought it all home and it sat in the corner for a good month (laughs) i just didn't want to touch it you know not that i was like burnt out or anything i just didn't have the urge until um just a few weeks ago i was like all right let's get it set up let's uh do stuff and that's why that's why it looks really cool in here because i put the time and love into making this look uh really sweet um and uh you know i've been thinking about starting my own podcast um coming up in the new year um just kind of a you know like a positive kind of hanging out uh more personality based podcast as opposed to what you guys are doing i love what you guys do especially last week i was no joke i was listening uh on the toilet as a lot of people do probably <laughs> typically yeah and, uh, <laughs> they're they're called podcasts not podcasts podcast yeah <laughs> but uh, you guys uh with the dude i can't remember his name from um josh clifton uh, what, what's yeah josh clifton and uh all of a sudden you guys are talking more about your iphone than <laughs> the topic that you're supposed to talk about it that is christian rock yeah and i was just bursting out laughing so uh yeah i just had a blast and uh i, I stayed on the toilet longer than i should have yeah <laughs> well i'm glad we could help you out uh you know hope everything came out okay it's all good now uh you know i've I've wondered for a while, and this is part of why Josh and I had the conversation about he and I getting together and doing a podcast like Christian Rock, I think, will always have um, a place for me, uh, you know, like a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there there's a few things going on. Number one, it's it's in a bit of flux, I guess, would be the best way to, to put it. There's not there's as many new artists coming as there are artists going away. And that keeps Mm -hmm. everything kind of status quo. It doesn't really like, there's no growth potential when you have some of that stuff going on, uh, in my opinion. And so it makes doing a weekly Christian rock based show very difficult unless I try and get interviews and interviews are very difficult to get on a Thursday night, um, you know, because there's a lot of shows that actually happen during the week. It's not it's not like weekends are the only times that uh, 
that shows happen. So I've, I've been struggling as to what to do with this particular thing. Do we keep it Christian rock focused and maybe only do like a once a month kind of thing? Or do we say, look, we still like Christian rock and we'll still talk about it when the time is right. But are there other topics that we can talk about? And then the other aspect is, of course, you know, Paul is half of my show. Um, we've done it together all this time. And I want him to still have as much um, interest and availability as he possibly can, knowing that, you know, his his family's growing as far as his daughter's getting older and, and all of that. So there's going to be those demands that are going to continue to to need his time. So do I look at doing the show like once a month with Paul and then fill in the other stuff with other people to have other conversations about other things? And it's it's really difficult. I mean, we've done this podcast for like three years, maybe four had to be four yeah so i when i you know when i look back and i think about that it's like i love the audience that we have there's a core group that are super engaged and super willing you know you're you uh doing reviews was massive and i actually i missed that segment tremendously uh you handed it off to jay for a little while and then of course he went and had a kid and you know yeah. everything kind of went downhill from there for him. Um, so I miss the album review segments. I really do. I Those were, I think, a big part of what made this show what it was. But then, I mean, Paul's and my camaraderie together, the rapport that we have is really good. But then we've got like Kirk, who is trying as often as he can to have a weekly uh, other stuff, kind of opening our horizons a little bit to other types of music. Then you got Garrett, who is as faithful as he can be to give us a crowdfunding campaign, which since that seems to be the way a lot of albums are being produced, that is kind of a key component. But then again, if we were to open up to talk about other things, Garrett wouldn't have to strive so hard to just find the rock stuff to talk about. Are you asking my opinion? I guess. <laughs> okay. I, I'll tell you, I, both Leslie, my wife and I tune in for you guys. Um, it's all about, it's all about you guys. You know, um, the Christian rock is just peripheral. Uh, and maybe that's just the age and stage we're at in life where, yeah. you know, uh, you know, a few years ago we follow everything and we, you know, check Jesus freak hideout every single day and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's hanging out and and uh, you know when you guys laugh we laugh um, we yeah it's personality. So if you were to make the changes that you're kind of uh, hinting at, I think it's good, man. Like you do you and uh, and it, it'll be awesome. I just feel like there's so much cultural stuff that we could talk about, and I'm not even. I'm not even necessarily saying that everything we do has to be strictly from the Christian perspective. I mean, it's going to be because that's what that's what dominates me. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the that's the main point of my life. But there's times where like Josh is in my uh, Marvel conversation last week. That had nothing to do with scripture at all. It was just yeah. us enjoying what we were doing. 
um, and just having a good conversation like I like to have with my friends. Yeah. So and it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable to uh, to kind of be a fly on the wall <laughs> in those conversations and just watch you guys nerd out or whatever. Right. Just just be you. So, yeah. By the way, I'm going to see uh, Justice League tomorrow. Oh, is that out? Tomorrow night. Is it's not right? tonight, but uh, yeah, I'm going tomorrow. Wow. I didn't even realize. I haven't seen Thor. haven't seen Thor. So if you've seen it, don't spoil it for okay. me like someone almost did today. <laughs> uh, well, we did talk a little bit about Thor last week, but I don't think we did any spoilers. Okay, good. Because, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> two weeks ago. That's why I wasn't here doing the show was because I was out watching Thor. <laughs> so um, I just I, I, I don't know. I want to talk to you when you're when, after you've seen it, Tom. I want to, I want to see Thor? your, uh, yeah. I want to okay. see what your opinion is. Now I will let you know. Justice League. Can it live up to Wonder Woman? <laughs> uh, I, based on the previews, I don't think so. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to throw Batman jokes and stuff, and it's like. Batman doesn't joke. Right. Just, uh, um, and I don't think it can even live up to, you know, its counterpart, the Avengers. Right. I, I'm a Marvel guy, though. So, you know, apples and oranges. Um, but I'm going to watch it regardless. You know, yeah. I, I watch all of the uh, the comic book related flicks. So, yeah. I, Actually, will probably, watch it I will probably see it at some point. It. It took me a while to watch Batman versus Superman. And the yeah. reason it took me a while was because I hated the previews and the guy that they got to play Lex Luthor, I thought was the worst choice that I could think of. So yeah, well, that's, uh, the dude that played the Facebook guy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. It was like, um, first of all, he has all his hair. So that's, yeah. that's kind of a problem that, that means that we are not following the comic books at all. So question, who yes. would you have cast? Oh my goodness. Who would I have cast? Well, if he hadn't done such a great job of playing uh, Kingpin in the daredevil series, uh, I would have cast, and now, of course, I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, he was uh, he was in Men in Black. He was the Edgar Suit guy, and I can't think of his name now. Edgar Suit guy. Yeah, so you remember when the bug uh, killed the guy, and then oh. he put the skin on him? Um, yeah. If only there was yeah, a way yeah. we could look this information up. Yeah, like uh, some type of internet movie database. Yeah, something. yeah. Something, you know, <laughs> like a place where they put all this info that you can just go and see. Um, I'm surprised the chat room hasn't popped off with it yet. Uh, he was on a TV show, too. It was like a Law & Order something for a while. Uh, I can't remember. Anyhow, he is who I probably would have cast because he's about the right build um, and a bald head. 
And I think he would have done a, a fantastic job. I just he the the Facebook character guy just wasn't believable in the role. And I didn't like his lines. I mean, where he I don't know. He had this line that was like, the red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, Batman doesn't wear a red cape. So it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah. The red cape, brother. Yeah. Is it Vincent D'Onofrio? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank Ed you. <laughs> <laughs> your skin is falling off your bones. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Garrett actually uh, asked his phone, apparently, and then copy and pasted it. So I now have that in the uh, in the in the uh, video. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Thanks, Garrett. So I could have seen that. Do you have another choice of someone? I mean, honestly, one of my favorite Lex Luthers. Did you ever watch Smallville? I I missed out on Smallville. I was in school during that time, like college. So, yeah. yeah and we actually, it was a Bible college. We couldn't have television in our dorms. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Missed out on quite a bit, quite. <laughs> including Lost, believe it or not. I have no idea what Lost is about. You Oh, so you've never even gone back and watched it? Okay. Can no, I give just, you? It seems like like those kind of series. Um, it seems like if you missed it, you missed it because it's such an investment to go back and watch it. Right? It it is, and honestly, I felt like it ended unsatisfactorily. So I would tell you, don't bother unless you are a glutton for punishment. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to do it then because I like myself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Smallville is definitely worth the investment, uh, in my opinion. You should go back and check it out. The later seasons okay. get kind of lame, but they wrap everything up really nicely in the final season. And there's honestly, there's like nine or ten seasons of Smallville. So there's plenty for you to to take time. You know, during those Canadian winters when you can't go out of your house for a couple of weeks, that's the time where you really want to have copies of Smallville to be able to just pop into uh you know, pop onto your screen somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Jason says you need lost. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> uh, so are you saying Mike Rosenbaum? The dude yes. That played he played Luther Lex Luthor in Smallville. I think that, uh, I think he would have done a good job in the movie, but I know they're trying to keep like the TV stuff and the movie stuff. That's one of the things that annoys me about this uh, this DC movie is they included the flash, but it's not, uh, Grant Gustin from the TV show flash. They've got like some other guy. So had they decided to not make the flash, the Barry Allen flash and done one of the other flashes from a different universe, I'd have been totally cool with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause with the flash, you can do that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's a whole multiverse that you can draw from, just like with Marvel. There's a whole multiverse you can draw from to be able to get people so that you're keeping continuity between what's happening on the big screen and what's happening on the little screen. And, I, you know, once again, I just feel like DC has muffed it. Yeah, I agree. What about uh, this is he's a little older, but Brian Cranston mm. as luthor lex luthor i could you know as like his heisenberg yeah yeah no i could see him doing a good job if this were set farther in the future um 
I I could totally dig that, but the the age. I'm trying to think. I guess my issue might be that they made the Luther character younger than I think he should have been in comparison to Superman's age. So maybe that would have worked better and better writing, of course. Better, much better writing. Yeah, I think I fell asleep. Yeah. Well, I had to watch. I had to watch the director's cut, I think, because I was told that the one in the theater didn't make any sense. Like it just. Yeah, it did. It, it didn't really the continuity of the movie was lacking seriously. So I ended up watching my brother bought the director's cut for some reason. He spent his money on it and I borrowed it from him and watched it. And I, I felt like it wasn't a terrible movie, but I felt like it could have been a lot better had the dialogue been a lot better. Well, didn't Ben direct that? Am I am I incorrect or I, I don't think so. Or no, he did. He just did the Batman. One, right? right. And I still haven't seen that Batman movie. Yeah, that one doesn't make sense either. <laughs> <laughs> he should leave the directing to his friend Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> That's a direct- Can you imagine if they tapped Kevin Smith to do a Star Wars film? Oh, he would nerd right out. And he would, you know, he would do a good job, though, because it'd be like him, I don't know, carrying the Ark of the Covenant or something, you know, in his world. Right. Well, <laughs> but I can totally see like some scene where there's a hangar and there's a bunch of people milling around. You got Jay and Silent Bob standing in the back right. corner just talking to each other. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Zack Snyder made uh, Superman, Batman versus Superman, Zack Snyder. And if I remember correctly, he never read any of the comic books. So he didn't know anything about the books. So he just made the movie kind of how he, how he felt like. Wow. Yeah. Well, I heard the same. I kept referencing in my mind anyway, the, because when I was a kid, I had that issue of Superman where doomsday killed him right you know or the, on the cover there he is the flag is his cape and yep. it's wave you know what i mean um and so in my mind i'm going back to that and trying to think of how it all happened the dude didn't even read it that's yeah. ridiculous yeah well and i heard that michael gambone who took over for uh dumbledore in the harry potter movies that he intentionally never read the the books because he didn't want that to color how you play, how he played the character. Hmm. So you're making, you're portraying a character that is beloved in a set of books that define the character, but you're not going to read the books because you don't want the books to define the character. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I just thought it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. We so. wouldn't be talking about it if, if he did it right. You know? Point to Canada, for sure. <laughs> so are you looking forward to uh are you looking forward to Justice League? Like, I mean, I don't know. Uh yeah. I mean I, I'm not chomping at the bit. Um Jay asked me actually, you know what? I haven't even told him I'm gonna go now that i think about it but he asked me monday shot me a text asking me to go see it and i'm like yeah it's a friday night why not right um 
but uh yeah it's not it's not an avengers it's not a spider-man it's not a yeah you know, it's not a marvel movie which I, I see all of those which by the way that latest spider-man thumbs two thumbs up yeah. in my opinion yeah no i totally agree i mean i think that the way um the way they portrayed spider-man i thought was spot on um yep. There's a lot of bright spots, and it's honestly, I think it's the best Spider-Man they've made. I think so. I, I loved how, yeah, you're right, the way uh, Spidey was sassy, you know, yeah. he's a teenager with a lot of commentary. Uh, that's Spider-Man right yeah, there. Absolutely. Um, way better than Toby. Actually, I didn't mind Toby at first, but he got old uh, real quick. Yeah, I totally agree. He... Well, and again, I think some of that had to do more with the writing than anything else. I think it was a it was a matter of the first movie was decently written and acted. Um, I think for the time that we got that movie, it was done well enough. The problem with it is it doesn't hold up. I agree. Plus, uh, Michael Keaton was just uh, he's that guy's in a renaissance of his career man i swear the same thing happened to like john travolta you know he kind of was a nobody for the longest time and then he shows up in uh what was it i think pulp fiction and all of a sudden this guy's getting roles like you cannot believe everything is coming his way and then he does battlefield earth and you think that this is going to be the end of his career oh no 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 he still has many more options after that. Yeah, what was the one that was, uh, he was like an electricity conductor kind of guy. Um, oh, I, can't remember. I don't you know, remember you know what that one. was. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, but I don't remember. I don't remember what that was called. It, it came out um, kind of around the same time as the movie Powder. So right. the, to me, the plot's blur is yeah. very alike. <laughs> How is it that Hollywood has two movies coming out at the same time about the same subject? I remember that with Tombstone and Wyatt Earp, like Kevin Costner playing Wyatt, Wyatt Earp. And then you've got the whole Tombstone side of the story. Uh, and Tombstone was so much better than Wyatt Earp oh. could have ever hoped to be. It's like uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, I think they came a year a year apart and uh, drastically different. I would watch Men in Tights any day. I'd watch both of them any day. Yeah, you gotta love Carrie Elwes, that guy, fantastic. <laughs> and he's a guy you don't see much from anymore. I think the when was the last time I saw him? Was it like an episode of of Psych or something like that? You got me. Oh, Kirk says Deep Impact and Armageddon. There's another pair that came at it about the same time. It's like as they were shopping these around at the studios, this studio said no and went to <laughs> another studio that said yes. And they're like, oh, crap, that got picked up. Hey, you, you need to write a, a movie about this topic so that we can have it ready to go at the same time. Catch the wave. Catch the wave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kirk's got a whole list of them. Dante's Peak and Volcano, Mission to Mars and Red Planet. He's like popping off with them all over the place. <laughs> this is why I like Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Always quick on the fingers. See, and this is 
this is for me half of the podcast is getting to hang out and talk to somebody about all kinds of different stuff the other part is uh interacting with the chat room because everybody in the chat room feels to me like they have so much invested in uh in this show that always makes it a whole lot of fun i agree i agree so. speaking of kirk i uh you know, I was mentioning earlier when uh, we went down to Nashville in May, um, I got to hang out with Kirk and go to his church on Sunday morning. Nice. That was uh, that was a, that was fun, man. Good really deal. good people down there. Awesome. And I learned how to say y'all. 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 We You're don't still, say y'all here. You say it with a bit of a Canadian accent, though. How, how am I supposed to say it? <laughs> y'all. 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 How do y'all? Yeah, it sounds funny with a California accent, too. Of course, <laughs> I tell people I don't have an accent and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you totally sound like you're from California. Yeah. California. When uh, when I would go visit my relatives in Indiana, when, you know, some people that I would meet, hey, where are you from? California. Oh, man. Like, do you surf to work every day and you know you spend all your waking hours at the beach and i'm like oh yeah dude i totally do <laughs> this other day i caught this gnarly tube i thought i was totally gonna bite it but then i ended up riding it all the way in i shot the tube oh it's massive dude and they just kind of look at me like wow <laughs> yeah Oh man. Similarly, um I grew up next to like a uh like a vacation trailer park where people would come to stay in the summer and it was mainly uh, Americans from Detroit. Okay. And no joke, you know, July, August, these people would get out of their Cadillacs and and uh you know, big old Escalades and whatnot with parkas on because they were going to Canada. You know, it's like we're the same latitude, brother. <laughs> yeah, you don't need the you don't need the the down the downfield jacket. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hysterical. Now, how far away from you? How far away are you from Detroit? It's only a couple hours, yeah. No, it's forty five minutes from oh, from my it? house. Oh wow. Yeah, we were at the Joe Lewis Arena before it closed just a couple months ago um yeah quick little jaunt you're there so and, uh, i've got a buddy of mine who lives in oh, uh livonia okay which is just outside of detroit it's yep. you know like a 15 or 20 minute drive so i guess if i ever make it back to visit him I'm going to have to make sure that I uh, let you know that we're going to be back in that area because otherwise I will probably never hear the end of it. Ah, <laughs> I think that's a plan you should put into motion. Well, uh, we'll have to meet somewhere wherever halfway is and, uh, I don't know, find a good place to grab a bite to eat or something. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, uh, let's check out what it is that Garrett has for us today, and uh, then we'll get moving with our, our little topic if we ever actually get that far. So uh, here is Garrett with a crowdfunding update. 
Hey, this is Garrett Godfrey with your crowdfunding update for a Rock and Hard Place podcast. Just a couple things to let you know. First, I wanted to let everybody know, I'm sure Chris may have already mentioned it, but the uh, transmitter that got damaged with a the fire, there's a GoFundMe for that. So uh, if you're so inclined, be sure to check that out. Also, Project 86 has made it very clear that this new album will be digital only. And the only way you can get CD or vinyl will be to pre-order it through the Pledge Music page. And then third is there's a new Pledge Music campaign by a female-fronted Canadian rock band called All Above Me. So be sure to check that out if you like female-fronted rock. Uh, They're a pretty young band, it seems, but they've got a nice sound. So they've got some clips on their Pledge Music page. That's it. Just a reminder, until next time, great music doesn't just happen. So get involved. Awesome. Uh, I had not mentioned it yet, but... uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I talked about it, I think, in the past about how my radio station and Broken FM got knocked off the air in Santa Rosa due to the massive wildfire that swept through a lot of the area. So in talking to Keith, who is the person who built Broken FM and uh, keeps it running and all of that kind of stuff, he was telling me that we need around 20 grand to actually rebuild and get both his uh, broken FM and my little low power FM station back on the air. So after discussing it with him today, we figured the best bet to try and let people know about that is with a uh, GoFundMe. So we actually, I went and set up a GoFundMe today, listing out all of the different things that we need with a uh, a goal of $20,000 and uh, put it out there. And I put it up this afternoon and just before the show, we got one more donation and we are just about to the thousand dollar mark so for not even being up for like six hours we've already had a grand that have been uh, that's been donated so far so uh super stoked about that you know he and i have both said that all of this is in god's hands if he wants them to be back on the air he will figure out a way to provide the money and if it's through this gofundme campaign then so be it i figure um i hate I hate asking for money. I hate it with a passion because I am I'm very well off in comparison to many, many other people in the world, especially, you know, here in my hometown. And I'm just I'm never comfortable telling people that I have a need. So this is a bit of a stretching exercise for me <laughs> to try and 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 make that happen. I mean, Tom, being the pastor of a church, I'm sure that you have a perspective on hitting that and asking people for those needs and that kind of, you know, help asking people to help fill those needs for the church and that kind of stuff. Where do you where do you fall on that? Is it easy to ask or tough to ask for you? Oh, I hate it too. But it's part of it, right? It if is. you're going to do ministry, it costs money to do ministry. Broken FM is a ministry and a really good ministry. I saw people commenting right as soon as you posted that this afternoon, talking about how valuable Broken is to, to them. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but hey, man, it's all part of it. So, Well, I keep going back to where I think it was Paul. Isn't he the one who said, um, you know, you ask but you don't ask with enough faith to believe that it can actually happen or you don't ask at all. And how can it be provided if you don't make your request known? I mean, that's a very, very rough paraphrasing. Yeah. James. Yeah. Said that. James? Yeah. Okay. You, you have not. Cause you don't ask. Yeah. Right? 
Or when you do ask, you ask with expectation yeah. of it not being fulfilled. Yep. So, That's right. yeah. So my opinion is I know that God can do it. Whether he chooses to use GoFundMe or not is up to him. We're just going to wait to see what he does. But we put the word out there knowing that he'll provide that need somehow. I think I covered my basis. Uh, specifically what you guys are hoping to uh, purchase, repurchase? Like, is it like your transmitter's gone or? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's all listed on the GoFundMe. I actually took the time to break out every individual thing that we would need to get. So there's three radio stations that broadcast from there. One of them is my low power FM and broken FM had two frequencies, uh, 103.1 and uh, Keith had another one that was 89.5, I think. Um, each of those transmitters is 1500 bucks. And then mm -hmm. there is a stereo compressor converter that's about two grand. There are some uh uplink antennas that run about two or three thousand dollars there is what's called a combiner which is kind of a cool piece of equipment i know i'm gonna geek out here a little bit but bear with me it's a cool piece of equipment you can buy a combiner that allows you to take multiple antenna connections in and takes one out and so you have one antenna that's placed high up on the tower and it can actually transmit multiple frequencies from that antenna so keith is looking to try and add this combiner to be able to save money on tower space because every antenna mount requires a certain amount of money so he's hoping that that'll help cut down on the cost, but that in and of itself runs about $5,000. And then there's, you know, some internet devices that we need um, in order to be able to send signal to certain places. And then that doesn't even begin to touch his whole TV stuff, which all burnt. Uh, and that's almost $4,000 just by itself. So the total came out to being around eighteen five. And we figured there's probably going to be some incidentals that we don't know about uh, that may still crop up. So we rounded it up to, to 20 grand in the hopes to uh, be able to get that taken care of. That's still pretty cheap for what you guys are doing. You know, that, that gear is so expensive. So, yeah. so hey, how about uh, how about your home? How, do, how close did the fires get to your home? Uh, we were within, I think, about five miles on either side. Wow. Yeah. So Dude, that's so scary. <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit unnerving. We had some we had some sleepless nights. Um, there were times where we would be getting evacuation notices for the areas uh, a couple miles away from us. And, you know, we we basically loaded up a car with the things that we thought were essential, like the stuff that we didn't feel we could live without. Um, and it sat in the car for a week and a half just because mm. there was there, there was never a moment where we were super comfortable. And if we would begin to get comfortable, we would see, oh, there's a high wind advisory and it's going to shift the fire going this direction. Well, that direction happened to be moving more towards us uh, if it was actually going to blow that way. But I got to say, honestly, there were a few things at work here. Um, number one, I, I believe that we were fully protected by God. And, and I don't doubt that. Now, that doesn't mean that the people that lost their homes weren't protected by God, because in fact, 
they lost their homes. They didn't lose their lives. And mm-hmm. the death toll, I think, for all of the fires that were in this area, uh, I don't think the death toll climbed above 50. Wow. And when you're talking a fire that moved through massive neighborhoods, the fact that so few people died, in my opinion, is a miracle in and of itself. Um, Totally. So, you know, I believe that God protected a lot of lives. And as I think I said before, my wife and I know whether it's through our work or friends or church or whatever, we know about 80 uh, we know about 80 families that were displaced. So when you talk about knowing 80 families that are displaced, that becomes a, a, a massive thing to try and overcome. Like you are, you're dealing with a bit of survivor's guilt because here you still have a house and they don't have a house. But at the same time, your compassion for them becomes overwhelming and it be, and you begin that process of okay i still have so what can i do to to give back to them there you go is is ultimately what it boiled down to so that's you know that's what we that's what we ended up doing is we had people over we offered friends our laundry facilities to come and do their laundry we babysat kids uh, a friends of ours, parents who didn't lose their house, but they were evacuated for multiple days. They were going to go park their trailer in the Walmart parking lot. And we're like, no, no, no. We've got space in front of our house. Come park your trailer in front of our house. So they lived in their trailer in front of our house for like four or five days. I mean, it's just it's the kinds of things that you. You expect to happen when tragedy like this happens, um, but unfortunately, you don't always see it happen after a tragedy yeah man well i mean the people of god have to step up in those situations and it's cool that you guys did that's uh that's huge i just it it, to me it never crossed my mind to do anything else um and i think that just shows that there's always a work going on in me (laughs) you know my (laughs) selfishness never reared its ugly head at that point to say, no, go away. I don't want to deal with this. I've, you know, I'm stressed about the fires and everything. And it was, it was more of a, okay, we still have, so let's try and make happen for others that don't. Yeah. And I don't say that to toot my own horn. There was a lot of people that did a lot of amazing and exceedingly kind things, uh, in trying to help people deal with, um, the loss that they went through, you know, Apple computer or Apple incorporated actually donated a million dollars to the relief effort for Sonoma County, partly because we have an Apple store here, of course, and it affected a lot of employees. Um, but I mean, they didn't, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to, and they chose to. So, I mean, that was, to me, that, that's like evidence of, well, it's kind of philosophical and theological, you know, God is love. Yeah. And therefore, I, I believe personally, love is at the bedrock of all creation. You know, his fingerprints are there. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, in in, in drastic situations like this, uh, even non-believers, they have that capacity to show love. It just rises up in those situations, right? Yeah. They don't have to, but they do. Yeah. 
The community has rallied together in a way that I've not seen very often with with many communities, with all of the uh, with all of the anti police sentiment that goes on in a lot of cities uh, and that kind of stuff. There were people making massive signs and posting them all over the freeways, thanking police and sheriff and first responders. Um, the uh, people were like making food in their kitchen and driving around to the uh, police barricades that they had barricading off the areas that burned and like handing uh, cops and firefighters and, and stuff like that, just handing them food, you know, Hey, here's drinks. Hey, here's this. We were over at my church that literally my church, the fire got within 15 feet um, of the, of the church. Like it was, it was right there and God spared it. Honestly, I, I, there's no other way to look at it. It got spared because God chose to spare the church, but we were over there doing some cleanup and this fire truck from like San Jose comes driving in. We had first responders from all over, not just the state of California, but they were coming in from Oregon and Washington and all of that to come down and, uh, and give some relief to the other firefighters, but they pull in and they're asking us if we want any of the food that they've been given because they have <laughs> so much they can't eat it. And they're like handing out cookies and handing out granola bars. And they're asking us if we need any help doing the cleanup or, you know, anything like that. I'm like, these guys poured their lives out to make sure that our area stayed safe. And here they're still offering even more. And it just it painted an amazing picture to me at how much the community when we have a reason to do good we strive to do that good and i wish that we could find or create more of those reasons for us to do good so that we can continue to pull together rather than being split apart by you know whatever source is trying to send out divisive messages mm. Wow, man. I, I I couldn't imagine having my car loaded with stuff and, and you need to be ready to go at any time. That's, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. yeah. You waited for text messages to show up in the middle of the night or phone calls or something like that to say, hey, the fire shifted. It's coming your way. You need to get out. In some cases, the fire was already in a lot of neighborhoods and there were police and sheriffs uh, officers driving through and pounding on doors and loading people into their own cars um, Whoa. just trying to drive them out. There was a sheriff who got stuck on a road and he was walking down the road and he had, I think about like 30 people with him as the fires whipping around and they're walking down the road, trying to get to safety and a tree or something falls right across the road and they literally cannot move. And they were stuck there for three hours in the midst of this firestorm, all just huddled together, waiting for things to calm down enough so that they could continue to make the trek down. Every single one of them survived. Oh, wow. I have, I have no words, Tom. I have absolutely no words two different couples spent six hours in their swimming pools because their homes were burning one couple made it out alive one couple the wife passed away she had been ill and just the stress of the situation she died in her husband's arms in the swimming pool 
while they were waiting for the fire to subside enough so that they could try and get away. Wow. It's wild. Yeah, it's remarkable that like you have stories like that, but you probably never want to experience that ever again. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when you when you are faced with uh, a tragedy like that, you I think you find out what you're made of, you know, and again, this tragedy did not affect me directly in that I lost my house, but my life is forever changed because of the effect on my community. Mm. And just seeing people trying to do whatever they can. We had people from Sacramento that were like going around collecting donations and driving things down to the Red Cross. People renting these massive U-Hauls and just filled with clothes and toys and food and baby diapers and formula and all of this stuff. And they're just like, we've got this stuff. We need a place to put it and just pulling up and just literally unloading boxes and bags full of stuff. It's it's unbelievable the amount of support that has been poured on Sonoma, Napa and um, Mendocino counties, because that's where all the all the fires took place. We're all in that in that area and the camp that I am on the board of directors for up in Potter Valley, there was a fire that was going on up there at the exact same time and it made it to the property, but it stopped at the pond and never made it to any of the buildings. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Miraculous, yeah. man. That's that's crazy. It's it's God's providence. That's the only thing I have to say about that. There's I I have no other there there's no other explanation in my mind to explain because easily all of that stuff could have just it could have just gone. Like a like a summer camp kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, those things are normally built out of kindling, right? Like Right. You yeah, get a spark in there and it's it's gone. That's that's amazing. That's Absolutely. Amazing. Well, this episode was originally going to be about being thankful. And uh, I, I think I've just kind of expressed everything <laughs> that I have to be thankful for, you know, um, crazy life. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I'm enjoying my job. I enjoy the people that I work with. I enjoy getting to hang out with everybody who is uh, here on this podcast in the chat room or otherwise, um, you know, but with Thanksgiving next week, I kind of just thought, what are some things in chat room? Of course, I want you guys to chime in as well, but what are some massive or minor things that you think you are thankful for as we move in towards the American Thanksgiving? When is Canadian Thanksgiving? When is it? October. Okay, so like you, we've been done for a while. Yeah, it's all uh, that now. It kind of coincides with uh, the end of the harvest, right? Um, as opposed to pilgrims and Indians, like right. <laughs> American Thanksgiving. Now is is it Boxing Day that is still that's to come? After Christmas. Oh, that's after Christmas. Yeah. Okay, the day after Christmas. So December twenty sixth is Boxing, boxing day. day. Okay, not not like fisticuffs. Right. <laughs> uh, I think it's like you. Actually, I don't even know why it's called Boxing Day, but I know there's, there's no fighting involved. There's a, <laughs> it's like giving boxes of things to people. I don't know. I Totally wrong. So then do you guys do Christmas and Boxing Day or 
how does that how does that work for Canada? Not just Christians, but how does it work for Canada in general? So actually, you guys, you you Americans have have wrecked our Boxing Day. Let me explain. Boxing Day used to be when you know you take all the stuff for Christmas that you didn't really like, you take it back to the store, and then stores would have crazy, crazy sales on on everything to get rid of it um, that's left over for, from Christmas. But because of Black Friday, <laughs> you know, that's yep. coming up next week for you. Yep. We have adopted Black Friday, and now Boxing Day is like just another day in the stores where... You don't get any crazy deals, and yeah, I kind of miss it. It was it was cool because you had the day off, right? On Boxing Day, we don't have Black Friday off. Oh, um, I don't have Black either. Friday off either. <laughs> oh, I guess you wouldn't. Yeah, nope. Yeah, you you, you have to pedal your wares, right? Yeah. So. Well, thankfully, I'm I'm no longer doing the selling. I'm transitioning into technical, so now I just deal with. I'll, I'll, I'm learning how to deal with uh, angry customers with busted electronics. Oh boy! And trying to yeah. help them get turn their it, electronics back off. to working. And turn it back on again. Right. That's all you have to do. Do a restore. <laughs> You'll be fine. Oh, what do you mean you don't so have you a and backup? Tim cook up like a handshake yet, or what? Say what now? So do you and Tim Cook have a secret handshake no. yet, or what's going on? <laughs> no. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that at all. Uh, I wish. I wish that would be amazing. Um, never met the man, never seen him in person. Uh, doubt that I ever will. Who knows? Have you been to the campus? The, uh, the UFO the new one. place. Yeah, not the new one. I went to the old one and got my badge, uh, my employee badge. And uh, the new one was off limits still. It doesn't open until I think like tomorrow is when the official, oh. like the official opening is or something along those lines. So at some point I will go down and check it out, but it's about two and a half hours away, depending on traffic. So it's not mm. like a, it's not like a quick jaunt over the hill, you know, like a 45 minute drive. So <laughs> anyhow, all right, Tom. So what are some things that you, even though you're done with your Thanksgiving, I'm sure you had many things that you were thankful for. So, uh, or do you have any, I know you, you mentioned a song, but I think we poo pooed that one enough before we got on. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what am I thankful for? Hmm. Uh, dude, I have, uh, you know, we, we purchased our first home. A little over a year ago, I'm nice. very thankful to, uh, to 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 do that. Like uh, I don't know, there was a time in my life when I I thought stuff like that was impossible, <clears throat> and so to have a beautiful wife, um, to have a a church that I get to serve, um, that still likes me, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know that that sounds you know pretty cliche, but it's so true, man. I am so thankful. For, for this period of, of our lives. It's, uh, it's, it's good times, man. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't have any children yet, so I can still, I can still do what I want when I want, so to speak. Um, uh, I'm going down bunny trails now, but no, um, I'm just at a period in life where, you know, basically, uh, if I were to change career paths, which I don't plan on doing, but if I were, it's probably my last 
shot to make it a career. Right. Right. Really right. dig in and, and make it a career. So, you know, that's a point in life when you stop and go, wow, I've reached real adulthood, mm-hmm. you know? So that's when you go, I have X amount of days until retirement. I have, you know, the Lord willing X amount of days until my last breath, all that stuff. And so you stop and you look back and you're like, wow, you know, God, you did, you did this for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm just thankful in general for life, man. Yeah. I'm right there with you. You know, this, my, my current, uh, career path is is pretty much this like this is my last shot um at doing something for a long you know like doing something to to run a long time um Mm -hmm. and i am nervous about that aspect of things but i'm also excited about it too because I think potentially um, I could have a decent career and, Mm -hmm. you know, the the retirement benefits and stock options and stuff like that are super nice. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, But it it is it is sobering to realize that this is my last kind of like my my last push uh, at my age in order to accomplish that and it's a little scary and a little nerve wracking, but I feel like I fit. And that's, I think an important thing. Uh, and I'm sure that you feel the same way with your current church. You just, you feel like you fit. Yeah. As long as it's not a Monday, (laughs) (laughs) that's like the worst day of the week, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love, love the people I'm surrounded with. Um, love watching them grow and, and, uh, experience, experience God and all that. stuff. it's just so cool, man. Um, it's funny too. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever had the feeling where you were born to do something? Have you ever, have you ever felt that before? Oh yeah. That's, that's kind of how I'm feeling now. Um, and I, I sabotage it all the time, of course, but, uh, well, it's um, because you like me are an idiot human. I mean, that's just, it's that's 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 why God created us. I think because he likes to have a good laugh at how stupid we are while thinking that we are all that. Well, I hope he's enjoying his laugh. <laughs> his, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man. That's awesome. Yeah, being feeling like you are it, it's it's almost like that moment of I've arrived. Like you worked so hard on various things to get to where you are and you get that thought of this is what it was all for right yeah no i i can totally relate to that like you know you can throw in um you know my my radio career there even 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 little jobs before like uh i i i worked uh at an internet uh service provider for a while doing customer service and tech support. And I learned listening skills, Mm -hmm. which is very, very uh, important in pastoral ministry, you know, and I, and I totally credit my, my days doing that to my ability to, to just sit and listen to somebody, uh, you know, with whatever drama is going on in their life, you know, Um, everything builds on, on everything. 
See, for me, I think that with doing radio and doing this podcast, it's given me a certain set of command and communication skills because yeah. you have to you have to know how to talk to people. You have to know. I mean, listening is is critical. I think in just about any job, uh, your listening skills are are critical. I'd say even more so in your role as a pastor because you really want to understand what it is that people are going through. You're counseling these people, and they need to know that you're actually hearing them. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but but my command skills, I think, have and communication skills have blossomed to where I can be assertive and still be respectful. Um, and I can help communicate things to people in a way that hopefully they find easier to understand. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, I, I feel like this is where, you know, I've gotten to this point in my life in this position that I'm in now because of all of those other experience, they've culminated in, in this thing. That's that's a really cool feeling. Yeah, it is a hundred percent. Absolutely. So, so pretty soon you're going to be uh, taking over for Johnny Ives or something like. Oh, your voice would be sweet in those promos, man. <laughs> what hey? we've got aluminium. Yeah, aluminium, exactly. <laughs> what we did was covered the cheap plastic with a new liquid aluminium. That molds to your hand as you hold it. Yeah, I can't do it. Sorry. Not going to happen. My designs would be boxes. He's known for he's known for rounded corners. I'd be known for square boxes. Everything's a box. That looks good. Put it out. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy. Well, Tom, I know it's getting late on your end and... Uh, I certainly do appreciate you taking the time and and uh, coming and hanging out with me and thank Leslie for well I'll just say it she's in the chat room thank you Leslie for allowing your husband to come and hang out with me and just chat about life and all kinds of craziness and uh, we'll definitely have to make this happen again without waiting so long. I agree. Let's do it, man. Like uh, you got me on speed dial, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Just uh, let me know, and uh, I'll sit in the saddle again. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I uh, just want to say to folks, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash R-N-A-H-P. You can also check out our sponsor, Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. Uh, Christmas is coming up. People need headphones. Tweaked Audio is a great place. And if you use that code HARDPLACE, that's all one word, HARDPLACE, you get uh, like 33% off your order. Lifetime guarantee, free shipping, all of that awesome stuff. There's really not much else to tell. So uh, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. Thanks again, Tom, for hanging out with me. And uh, next week, there's no show because it's Thanksgiving, the American style. So we'll catch you later. Have a good one.
I love that song. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? Mm-hmm.